Hey guys, you're listening to Don't Alert The Stands. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please can you like, rate and star it and help us to reach our goal of 100 stars by the end of the season. Your support means the world and we really want to reach our goal. Thank you. Brilliant. And also just let you know those stars, what happens when you review is we are more searchable so people can find our podcast. And then we'll be able to get more guests we'll be able to do longer episodes and yeah it just makes the podcast flow much easier so any support would be amazing but yeah enjoy the episode cool she was always the you know one of the better singers of the band but um in terms of in terms of delivery of performances it's, it's a tea break for me that's me going to the kitchen it's, it's a tea, tea break. break it's a tea break it's me going to warm the kettle up I remember chamomile this tea is, I remember, toilet break you know I remember when the Grammys happened this year and they announced the performance lineup. everyone was mad that so she Camilla opened and someone quote tweeted oh so the show's starting at 10 <laughs> <laughs> I mean who lied who lied so someone said oh no no someone said so we could do our ironing early there <laughs> who lied Hello guys and welcome to a new episode of Don't Alert The Stands. You are here today with your host Eads McKenzie and Nick Terrell and Chopper. And how is everyone doing today? Um, I'm doing well, thanks. It's a hot day. As you know, we record on Saturday, so if you didn't, we do. Um, so yeah, hot Saturday, really good weather. We've all got plans after, so it's a good weekend for us and... Yeah, I think the podcast's going great. Had a little bit of controversy this week, but um, yeah, fun times. Had to give a HR response. Um, <laughs> uh, we include everyone <laughs> um, of all the views. But um, yeah, love it. Love this week. Going really well. And I'm just looking forward to the weekend's plans, man. So all good in the hood. What about you and Shopee? My week was all right, actually. So I've been off this entire week. So... No music, just reading books, just chilling. Um, actually, I did listen to music. I was listening to a lot of lo-fi music again. And whenever I want a break, I just listen to lo-fi or jazz hop or just things that are more instrumental than lyrics. And I've been reading quite a lot about AI and stuff like that and technology and where the future's going and stuff as I always do. And it was just a really nice break to just take some time away from the world, especially with Brexit being undecided. Yesterday was the final date that we were supposed to originally move, decide if we were moving outside of the EU. So it's interesting to see that it didn't happen as most people predicted. And as a result, we're still figuring out what's going to happen next. So yeah, for me, it was a really good week. I feel really refreshed. Um, let's hopefully I'm saying that next week as well as I go back to work and back to capitalism, as Chope likes to say. <laughs> and yeah, that's me, Chope. Um, same as last week, just very tired, very exhausted, very overcapitalism. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a recurring thing. I yes, feel it like. sure yeah. is. That's all I have to say. Oh, and I just wanted to say apologies for the volume of the last episode. It was just an error in uploading. And we, we noticed it like an, 
a few hours afterwards and we thought rather than delete the episode and re-upload it and then something could potentially go wrong someone could be listening to the episode and it cuts halfway or something along those lines we would just leave the episode for now um and then just leave an, an apology in the bio just explaining what's happened so yeah just to make sure this episode will definitely be much louder it will be mastered properly and in future, as it said in the message, we will hold the standard that we usually have where the episodes are loud, clear, etc., etc. But yeah, other than that, everyone seems to be okay. Capitalism seems to be kicking everyone's asses. But on to Shopee section. Do your thing, Shopee. Right. So we're now going to discuss what we've all been listening to this week. So I have two this week. First of all is Etta Bond's He's Not Mine album. So, if you guys aren't aware, especially our listeners outside of the UK, Etta Bond, in my opinion, is one of the best R&B singers we have over here in England. And she released um, the first of her two-part album, He's Not Mine, about two weeks ago. And, yeah, it's it's only March, but I might say it's a contender for one of my favourite projects of the year, if I'm being honest. Really? It's really, really good. Unfortunately, part two didn't bang as hard. I'll discuss that next week. Um, <laughs> but part one was a really, really good, really, really um, good album. It's a, it's a nice, easy listen. It's only nine songs, but each song just makes solid impact. It's very memorable. And it's like very like mid-tempo and vibey, but still like very cohesive. The songs don't run into e- each other. And I kind of just love like, th- I really love how personal and how vulnerable the lyrics are like she speaks a lot about like losing herself in bad relationships not knowing how to see herself outside of them and then eventually finding the strength to move on and realize she could be fine by ourselves because you know people are trash (laughs) and um yeah it's just a really really soulful sultry album really and um the features on the album are really good so we have shay universe or no more love that's a really great duet a really really great song we have one of my favorite uk mcs koji, koji radical on one song called one way down and that really gives me like um that 90s mary j blige like chucky thompson knock like my life share my world that knock that that's what the production reminds me of so yeah just a really good album guys so check it out so my favorite songs from that are no more love one way down back now and let me hit it and then secondly we have aaron ray's platinum fire so i am the last on this table to finally check this album out this album came out at some point last year yeah and um these two had mentioned it a lot. People I work with had mentioned it a lot. So on the TL. And Aaron Ray, I remember watching him on X Factor, <clears throat> I don't know, like five years ago, six years ago. Same year as Fifth Harmony. Yes, yeah. the same year um, Fifth Harmony were put together because none of them were good enough to be solo artists. Um, <laughs> and it's now showing in the output today, Barnumani. Um Oh, Shafi. And um, yeah, so Aaron and Nomani actually even dated for a little bit. But yeah, anyway, so Aaron Ray, um, he's c- come back to the scene quite a few years later. I don't know how old he is. I think he's about the same age as us. Just to check, you said Aaron Ray, right? Aaron Ray. Okay. Yes. What do you think I said? Ray. Where's Nick looking? <laughs> I'm looking at the time. Um, <laughs> just like to be honest, can I just mention something? I don't know what it is with you two and agendas. Like you're just <laughs> continuing the Ray thing, and you with the Fifth Harmony. Like, let it go, guys. New episode. 
talk. Aaron Ray. Aaron Ray. So yeah, um, he released his debut album, Platinum Fire, um, some months ago now, and he had the deluxe edition around like November, December time. Yeah. And I had like heard bits and pieces over the months, and I was like, yeah, I definitely need to go back to this and check it out. And um, so this last week, I've really like been playing it a lot, and it's a really, really, really good album. And this might be like once again a big statement to make, but it's nice to have like an R a male R and B artist that has enough has enough. Um, what's what I'm looking for? He has enough uh, enough components to be. I feel like the next m- mainstream male R and B artist because a lot of the male R and B artists I like tend to be on that old R and B, that lo-fi R and B. Like you know, I love Brent, I love Galan. I love Sir, and they're all great too, but like, I can't really see any of them being like, you know, crossover stars. Like they have their decided lanes, which is obviously wonderful. What about people like Lucky Day? And um, what's the other one? Uh, oh, what's his name? I can see him. Tone, Tone Stith. Tone Stith? I've listened yeah, to like Tone Stith, so I can't comment on him, but Lucky Day too, I think Wait, you say you don't like him? I haven't listened to Tone oh, Stith, okay. so I can't comment on that one. But Lucky Day, he's great too. But um, he's, he's, he's another one. I see him in like a niche. He'll be like a in the BJ Chicago kid, the Roe James, the Luke James kind of urban AC. And that's once again, that's not a shady thing to say. It's not a bad thing at all. It's like, I love all those guys. Mm. But I feel like Aaron Ray has um, the components needed to be a mainstream star. But it's like, it's not going to be a reflection on quality. Like these are really good songs. They're like, they're like they're radio friendly but they're also like i can see that they're there's actually they've actually been very well written there's very depth. well produced yeah depth not just lyrically but production wise yeah. too like he's worked with terrace martin he's one of my favorite musicians he's worked with babyface yeah here. yeah 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 and like sonically like so i just i see um big things for him hopefully too and um what else was i gonna say but um yeah, and I feel like it's it's a great album for like every mood. Like there's songs to chill to. There's some club records here. Songs to get ready to. Um, what? Sorry, no, nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. Continue, continue. Sorry. So as Nick said, Erin, not Erin, Eden, always has an agenda. No. <laughs> so I don't know what he's laughing. I at. distributed it to both of you. No, no. So I just, <laughs> never mind. So, really good project. <laughs> I didn't know what you meant by ready. That's why I was laughing. I thought you meant something else like, other than ready. I thought you meant something different. Oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> that's man. That's like cracking up. Oh, my days. So, man. anyway, oh. my favorite songs from that project are We Ain't Homies, Communication, Fuck Y'all, and my two favorites are probably Platinum Fire oh, and Always. And I just want to say this. Shout out to Kenneth, Babyface, Edmonds, you. I I know this anyway. Like Give I'm, the props where they're due. I'm an uncle anyway, but Babyface is one of the greatest songwriters and producers and musicians of yeah. all time. And obviously had his heyday in the 80s and the 90s, like writing Diamond all your favorite 90s songs for di- like yeah, everyone. he's everywhere. But like what I love about Babyface is he's still, even though he's not making hits anymore like he's still writing amazing and producing amazing songs mm-hmm. for people so like this is an example um he's done some stuff recently on alicia key's mo- more recent albums he's done some stuff with um what's her name amel larue like he's still just writing incredible 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 songs <laughs> and yeah his last album tony braxton amazing 
So like, just shout out to Kenneth Babyface Ed- Edmonds, just forever an OG, one the great. And his last project, Return of the Tender Lover, amazing album and a nice sequel to his classic album. So just shout out to Babyface, just have to give my praise to the legends because unlike Eden, I respect legends. And yes, so Eden, it's now your turn. So I don't have any listens this week. As I said, I took a break from everything. Um, but I want to ask the table something quickly. Do you guys know who's dropping music soon? Like, did you see anything about any undercover? Not necessarily undercover, but there's an artist in particular that we've been waiting to release music for ages. I think Arvi's dropping soon. No. You think who? So there's an so artist. What did you say? I think Arvi's dropping soon. Ari. Ari Lennox. Oh, Ari Lennox. Yes, in the next couple of weeks. I think she's dropping soon. Yep, yep, yep. But it's not, not her. Next couple of weeks. Um, UK, US, male, US, female. US. Female? Female. Tanashi? No. She's not black. Oh, I probably don't care though. You do. Hannah, uh, Miley Cyrus? No. Um, what? No, just because she's doing her cultural appropriation oh. thing again. Um, <sighs> Mix it all together. Demi Lovato? No. He said, okay. he said someone we care about. I'm going to say Yeba. So oh, yes, I saw this promo, the yellow background. Orange. Thing. Or, was it orange? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, it was orange. My friend who even posted it. <laughs> anyway. Um, so Yeba. Yeah. Yeba I made a song called Ever Evergreen. Um, she has quite a few songs with third story. We've spoken about her before. Mm, oh, it's yeah, orange, whatever. orange, yellow, yellow top, yellow yeah, top. Anyway, anyway. she was on Childhood Quest's last album. Yep, great vocalist. Um, and as fans, we've we've been waiting for her to release a project for the longest time. Um, but she's been going through a few mental health things, and um, she tweet not tweeted. She released a post on Instagram recently saying that. She's finally going to release the project that we've been waiting for for ages. She just wasn't in the right headspace. I wonder and how long it took. It was like three years. I think it was longer than that. I actually. really want to no, as in for her to like start to finish. Do you think it was three years? I think she process? finished it. I think she, she it was always it. finished, but just the release. I'm assuming process. so. I'm assuming that she's finished it, yeah. but she just didn't feel like she could release it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of what I'm listening to, so I went back to listen to Evergreen. Um, just because I appreciate the vocals, the the riffs, the runs, everything. Yeah. And other than that, I've been listening to a lot of lo-fi music and jazz hop um, just whilst I'm reading and stuff. Nice. But nothing focused, like no albums, no singles, no artists or anything like that. It's been a real healthy break from music. Looking to come back soon. And that's me, Nick. Dope. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. That's great news um, to hear that the album's coming soon. Um, can't wait. To, and I just want to hear like interviews and really see what she's been dealing with and stuff like that. Yeah. It, it seems like it will be vulnerable. So that's... I think she suffers from anxiety and um, it might be depression. I don't want to make that up, but yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I recall her saying she suffered from depression. So, Well, God bless her and hopefully she's in the right headspace and this doesn't overwhelm her coming back into the spotlight like mm. this because, you know, there will be a press element for this so yeah hopefully she's good and all of that um in terms of what i've been listening to this week there's been a lot of projects that have just cropped up that i didn't really know about but that have kind of come to the forefront to be honest it got to a point where i just couldn't digest them all just because the week is only like seven days and i couldn't read but it's not a point where i was overwhelmed it was literally like there was just so much it wasn't from overwhelmed it's like i don't have time to physically get into all of this but a lot of short eps came out this week that um I'm really into, um, including the likes of Melly, Cautious Clay, um, 
and a couple other up pink sweats. Um, sweetie. Sweetie, who we don't give, you don't yeah. really care about. Um, but. <laughs> I tweeted the other day that um, Sweetie's, is it Sweetie or how do you say Sweet, her name? I think it's Sweetie. Yeah, yeah, Sweetie, she's on the verge of becoming, we said, modeling. Like, I think that's where her career is yeah. heading because she's very attractive, but her music just. But to be honest, she. Music, to be, no, but she to be honest, but to be honest, like, this was a thing from last year. The internet found out, it's like it found out last week that she couldn't rap. Like, I remember the whole 97 freestyle from like mm. early last year. But she, she's last been year. quiet for a while though. Because so she's, been, she's been making the follow up. Because um, initially she was like, she's working on her debut album, which I think she is still working is on. Is she signed? Like, Warner Warner Records and she's got her own label um, called forgot what it's called but she said it last week Um, (laughs) to be honest what I think it is with Sweetie just before I get into my thing um, I wrote a review of her EP last year and to be honest yeah that's the one thing Um, she can't rap number one in terms it's not even just in terms of lyrical because there are there are a couple of lines if we're being fair if you are going to give someone the fair thing considering the whole rap arena and Tamakadi's bars that she there are some actual bars where she there's lines you know there's lines they're not the best but they're they're doable you know they're doable for this standard of rap today but she the execution that is where it comes from with me it just doesn't feel like one she's confident in her brand and in doing this number two obviously a shop just hinted at the flow is a big problem the cadence is another problem as well with her um and i hate to just pick on a, a woman because me- there's men rappers who equally cannot and i've said this little pump you know my thing with him i've gone in with many uh men who can't rap in the rap industry with um sweetie i'm literally just saying it um but with sweetie i made the comparison that she sounds like as well an american version of iggy if iggy yep. was genuinely american she would sound like sweetie and that's still my genuine thing to yeah, this day I, I gave the ep a listen yesterday i gave it a one spin i did just to see if there were any bars and that freestyle that went um <laughs> viral for her double xl and pitch uh <laughs> which got deleted subsequently from the official double xl account because of the backlash um was not even a freestyle it was a bar from one of the songs on the ep it could have been possible that she made the freestyle and then just included it on the on the track I feel like it was already recorded Probably. to be honest it's, because it's the, the pictures yeah. were re- were filmed quite recently like this oh, year okay. recently and she's been recording for the last however many months and I feel like the same thing happened with her Hot 97 interview that the the freestyle was something that later came out as a song so I'm not saying it because all rappers do this yeah, in Vince terms Staples of have pre-written freestyles and have loads of them just to do it whenever but it just the fact that you couldn't even execute it to the highest of level for it to have been pre-written. You know, if Megan the Stallion, for instance, had pre-written material, she at least can execute it in a fire way. If Miss Banks has a pre-written material, she always delivers on a freestyle. Do you know what I mean? But with, yeah, that's the sweetie thing with me. It's not, I'm going to say many a rapper cannot spit, but um, I just think they can carry a flow. They at least have flow for lack of written some of them there's no charisma when she raps it just feels like it's very boring even even i hate to even say this but even iggy has more energy spitting even though she cannot i know what you mean but you know what i mean there's a bit more of a vim there Mm -hmm. and even in her early days like murder business like no one can tell me she didn't have any i can't lie that song slapped i know that's what i'm saying everyone (laughs) every black person not every black person most black people back then loved that song ti her like it was it was a song you know murder business was a song um and she, yeah, she just has more energy when she spits. She can't, she can't actually spit, but when she, you know, she tries with the energy component of it. Um, Sweetie just, it's, it's very quiet for her and that 
realm. Uh, yeah. I wish you all the best. And I having Quaver on a song is not going to get you a hit. Oh, that's Twice. a PR relationship. She has two, two songs, songs Quaver, yeah. on the album. That is a PR I just saw relationship. Because I'm not. That is a PR oh, they're relationship. Dating. They're da- dating. Yeah. I thought he was dating someone else. Whatever. But that, they, Wait, they are together. Archie, they are I thought together. he was dating Karuchi. Who I feel like point? he was for a minute, but Ooh. no, she's with someone else now. Um, Living his best life. Yeah, I she respect. was. No, but yeah, anyway, let me get into back to what I was listening to properly. But yeah. Both trash um, anyway. <laughs> 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 oh, he had the best Migos solo album. I'll give him that. But, I didn't um, listen to any of them. Yeah, I only listened to his. Wait, Takeoff cool. released one? Yeah. Yeah. It was really quiet. It was, <laughs> around, it was around December. <laughs> Like I, saw when, I know when it was Quaver around dropped, December. I know when Offset dropped. When did Takeoff release one? It was around December. Wow. Oh, so when I was um when I was just um happening. Yes, oh. you were happy. Yeah, probably why. Um <laughs> anyway, um that a lot. album came and went then. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see Nan DJ P- DJ Booth review. I didn't see Nan Complex review. To be fair, <laughs> um to be fair, they've agreed that they're not releasing solo albums again, so Back to Migos. Anyway, um, yeah, a lot of short EPs released this week, including Sweetie, which, you know, we don't really care for like that. But um, what I got into this week, I'm going to shorten it to three suggestions for you guys. And the first one, I'm continuing in my bilingual bangers. Um, Rosalia, a Spanish artist, um, and J Balvin, and also, what's his name? El Guincho, um, I, I probably pronounced that wrong, not Spanish. Um, they released a song, um, they label it as pop, but it definitely crosses over the reggaeton um, genre convention as well. And it's called um, Conotura, which means at heights. Um, the video was produced by, di- um, directed, sorry, by um, Director X, and he is phenomenal. Yeah, he's really good. Phenomenal. Like, if you don't know, he's been here for god knows how long he's been he's he has his um footprints in the music yeah, industry yeah. he's out here you know he's on that level high williams level all that kind of higher echelon um level of directors and the video is actually phenomenal reminded me of um britney spears is toxic in a way but um they just were on a plane obviously um cgi's and all of that but they were in different scenes of the plane and all of that but i just think that rosalia generally is a really good artist like she reminds me of um even in looks wise but like in terms of her singing in terms of her presence a more um, engaged Camilla Cabello I was just gonna say yeah um, a more engaged Camilla Cabello a more um, passionate really Camilla Cabello um, <laughs> that's fine you don't need to listen um, in terms of that but what um, in terms of if Camilla actually was engaged with music this would be this who this girl <laughs> what? is it's her job she- <laughs> As we said, Sweetie can't rap. Camilla does not Camilla look engaged sing. on. No, but she does not look engaged on stage. She does not give me a I full don't show. Go, but Camilla can sing. She can sing, but she does not give me a full show on stage. It just looks quiet. <laughs> it looks really quiet. <laughs> yeah, she can sing. She can sing. We'll give her that. She was always the you know one of the better singers of the band. Mm-hmm. But um, in yeah. terms of <laughs> in terms of delivery of performances, it's, it's a tea break for me. That's me going to the kitchen. It's a tea break. It's a tea break. We go to warm the kettle up. I remember chamomile tea. Is, I remember toilet break. You know. I remember when the Grammys happened this year and they announced the performance lineup. Everyone was mad. That so she Camilla opened and someone 
quote tweeted, oh, so the show's starting at 10. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who lied? Who lied? So someone said, oh, no, no, no. Someone said, so we could do our ironing early then. <laughs> who lied? Who lied? Do our ironing for work early, earlier than we wanted. Who lied? But yes, um, Rosalia released the album in 2018. She focuses on um, pop, Spanish pop. Um, she's dipping her toes into reggaeton. R&B and um, soul is kind of her main genre as well. The Spanish equivalent of that. I think she does it really well. I think she's going to be a really good crossover artist. J Balvin has had an incredible career over the last few years. He adds his touch to it. Um, she quoted on the track, she was always wanted to do a reggaeton um, homage on it, but she didn't want to make it sound corny. So she wanted to work with the right people and gain the right knowledge before approaching it. And this won't be a trend of her trying to go into that. She just wanted to always pay homage to her culture, her history, her sound and like where... Um, kind of that music comes from as well. So yeah, I think it's a really good song and the visual, she can really dance. Honestly, she can really do it and she gives a full show. The video is really addictive. I've been watching it since it kind of got released and I think all parties do their good job. It's just a good catchy song for the for the pop arena and I think um, it will be a really big summer song if not in Europe, in the Latin American market as well. I really wish her every success because I went to play her album after and she's really talented. Like from what I can hear, she really does care and she's done a lot of music programs and all of that immersing herself in what music is before debuting as an artist she's worked with pharrell williams james blake so she's she's out here she's out here working so that is um rosalia um again the song is called con altura um at height it's spelled c-o-n-a-l-t-u-a uh, T-U-R-A sorry that's that and then the second song I want to give you is someone we're going to speak about later he's faced a bit of controversy um, Little Nas X and the song is called Old Town Road so I actually fell into this song because of the controversy which we'll talk about later um, about genre conventions and not being excluded from the country charts but I went to play the song and do you know what it is just very addictive in terms of um the lyrics it's not necessarily the best high quality song you're going to hear ever but i think as a crossover record between the trap and the country conventions i think he does it really well um and i like the production on it i think his singing is okay like he can hold a song quite well and for the country conventions as well i think he does some of the lower register quite well and for being associated with Littles because of his namesake, he is one of the better ones. I can hear every kind of lyric that he does on the song and hear what he's talking about and all of that. So that is a quick one. Little Nas X, um, Old Town Road, if you want to get into that, support him. Um, and I guess, you know, there's a lot of, um, I forgot what it's called, but there's this agenda going on right now with the whole country thing and the um, imagery of the South, the hats, all of that kind of stuff, the cowboy hats, the cowboy boots. There's a lot of things going on culturally right now with that. So I think this controversy will only add into the palette of what's the going on. The black yeehaw movement. Yes, yeehaw. Yeehaw, yeehaw movement, that's it. So it's been going on um, for the best part of this year and um, beginning of this year. And yeah, I, I, I'm really interested to see um, why it started, um, the kind of cultural movements um, going on from actual people who are within country and the, the black people reclaiming it and all that kind of stuff. It kind of started with Solange's album. Do you feel like That's it was definitely Solange's? Yeah, I feel like it was- In terms enough. of this year, yeah. it's not the first time I've read about- About that. Country's origins. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, know yeah. about that. And even like a lot of my favorite singers have country 
projects yeah. like Ray Charles, mm. Aretha Franklin, Tina Turner, mm. they in pay the homage past. and stuff. Nelly still has the best country song ever made with over and over again. That's, that's all I'm gonna classic, say. Legendary. Yep. <laughs> we love um, Nelly. To be honest, he actually could have like if he really pushed it, he did for a minute. That could have been I feel like he could have been the artist to really do both. Like he could have he really that was had a really good song. And it, that, that song changed my life. And genuinely I just feel like he did it well. Like when he did a country crossover, like it was it was That a was a good song. It was yeah. Yeah, oh, like, yeah, that's banger. And Nelly I think Nelly actually has a side to him where he like properly does the the yeah. homework and works with the people and I think that I was reading something where he actually spent some time with some country yeah. artists and stuff like that so I think he genuinely cares and yeah. wanted to implement it so I wish he continued it because yeah. he sounded really great on that kind of Mr. record Mr. gave us just a dream for a, uh, for that moment for it, it was that, that was a banger that was a banger <laughs> no we gotta give it a then bit then he tried to do Dilemma Part 2 of Kelly Rowland oh that was that was that gone was, yeah. it's called gone right yeah but yeah. basically Dilemma Part 2 that was two. really they tried, to, they tried to capitalise on that it's like mm. no it's not next no yeah. one wanted no, the record no, no. no one needed no. it no. Yeah. they really thought oh it's gonna blow that Dilemma mm. no it's not it's not. I remember it though yeah so I remember it worked it. in a way because I remember how it goes but where did it chart I actually don't know thank you but where did it chart not top 40 are you sure yep Hundred percent. Continue what you say. I'm gonna say. <laughs> okay, so um, <laughs> um, I've lost my train of thought. Okay, so yeah, the last artist, um, the Billboard Hot 100, paid that song dust. That I'm gonna give you is a California-based rapper um, called Katori Walker. And I believe he's um, toured with Vince Staples and he is on the rise. Like he's got like a lot of um, traction over the last year in terms of the socially conscious driven music that he makes. Um, I was just reading up on him actually because I only played this yesterday, but it just really catches me. So it's an EP. It was released yesterday and it's called Stubborn. And it speaks a lot about mental health, growing up in Cali, um, what he deals with on a socially conscious level. Um capitalism um all those kind of themes that you know if you know me that i tweet and talk about and all that kind of stuff his influences he says is kendrick lamar which i can definitely hear from him um you can't find it the phone's not working now mm, phone's not sure working it's not. um <laughs> it's legit not working um he released the Ignorance EP in the past as well, I believe last year, and he's gained a lot of traction online. He reminds me of Reason, who's also from California, and he reminds me of Kendrick Lamar and Nipsey Hussle in terms of um, that West Coast. Like, I believe when a West Coast rapper really spits and talks about stuff, there's a certain passion, and New York has it too, to be fair. Um, there's a, just a certain passion that they speak about when they speak about their realism and what they've grown up with, which just seems authentic. And I think with rap and hip hop, there's a lot of artists, Rick Ross, who are constructed and they have a constructed story and stuff like that. But with these particular California artists, I don't know what, well, to be honest, it is hard in California sometimes. And there are some groups there that suffer by the state and their laws in there and stuff like that, um, historically. And obviously the riots, the Los Angeles riots and all of that. There's a lot of history. There's a lot of legacy with politics and politically charged intersections with the music there. So I just believe that realism transcends into the whole of the kind of the Bay Area has a movement, you know, Kalani, um, even in R&B as well. Um, I just think there's a lot of crossover with the politics there and there's just something about their struggle that always resonates with me when I hear a California artist um, speak on their their issues um, and they speak about it in depth as well. I think I don't want to um, put things into 
words as well but i believe um yeah roddy rich even in the trap arena he's from california as well and even though he does more melodic music it still gets through to me like um what he's talking about the hood struggle trying to get out just trying to get money for his parents just trying to get money for himself to kind of elevate from that arena so it really transcends across even the intersections within hip-hop such as trap um Nipsey Hussle, he does a bit of different kind of style rap to kind of your Kendrick Lamar's in some ways. And even he gets it across to me as well. Um, YG, he even gets it across on his debut album as well. Yeah, like the California movement, they just have a lot of intersections with socially conscious stuff. Um, and it, yeah, it really resonates with me. I don't know why, it just, it just really resonates with me. And maybe because of the imagery and the overexposure to... California and the historical struggle um, in popular culture, history, movies, all of that. Maybe I can visualize it. Um, I don't know, was Boys in the Hood based in California? Um, I don't know if any of you guys can help me. Yes. Yeah, it was as well. So some of that 90s imagery, the vintage kind of imagery from California, it just envisaged that image as well. And Bloods and the Crips and all that drama. Um, which still comes to this day. So yeah, that is, again, I'm just going to name the artist. Um... The EP is called Stubborn and it's by Katori Walker. He is currently signed to Capitol Records based in California as well. And um, yeah, I think he's got his own imprint too. So yeah, all kudos to him. And I hope he gets to collaborate with these artists that are doing the same thing, but even bigger because I think he deserves it. And he's very clear, very lyrically charged and he's a lyrical rapper. We still got lyricists in hip hop guys. So that is, um, that's my suggestions. Cool. Let's move on. So we're going into the news now. Um, Justin Bieber, first of all, is taking a break from music to repair deep-rooted issues. So um, he's told fans that he's going to take a, um, a break from music um, and on Instagram, an Instagram post published this Monday, Monday just gone. So um, talks about the pressures that came with being famous at a young age. Now, if you don't know, he came into the spotlight very early teens, even before that, um, via YouTube, got scouted, all of that, and then signed and then had a mega career career um, and grew up in front of our eyes so we saw the good the bad the ugly and all of that so music is very important but nothing comes before my family and my health Bieber has said um, and he's promised fans that he will return to music with a new album when he is ready so it's on his terms um, I've toured my whole teenage life in early 20s I realized realized and as you guys probably saw I was unhappy on my last tour and I don't deserve that and you don't deserve that you pay money to come and have a lively um, energetic fun like concert and I was unable emotionally to give you that near the end of my tour. He's now married to Hayley Baldwin, who shows support saying, that's right, love you so much, it hurts. Um, and manager, um, big renowned manager in the industry, um, Scoot O'Brien said, yes, sir, with loads of hearts and fire emojis as well. So that is the news story. Um, as we know, there were some um, public controversies that went on with his tour, um, aggression with fans, all that kind of stuff with staging, walking off stage a couple years back. Um, and since he has taken a lot of breaks and there's been reports of him going to church and all of that kind of stuff and then Hayley he met Hayley married all of that kind of stuff so what are you guys' thoughts on Justin Bieber and his career break um officially officially in the album coming later on I'm um I'm not surprised but I am because it's already been four years mm -hmm. since his last album so like I wasn't surprised as like I know he's going through things so I kind of already knew that it was gonna be a while before we got one. But the fact that it's already four years and he's now officially saying I'm taking a break. It's like, hmm. It's just quite amazing that considering his last album was the biggest of his career, even though he's always been a big star, last 
that his last album that was like his that was his peak like that was his biggest success and i just think it's interesting so when it's funny that one of the biggest pop stars one of the biggest male stars especially already after four years is like now i'm taking a break and what does that mean and how long will this break be because you know we live in an age where we don't have um long attention spans so i just wonder if do you think he'll still be able to reclaim the charts and the sales that he would command now in i don't know a year's time or two years time but then i've always felt in comparison to the female market the male <clears throat> they, they, it's like a dearth of big male pop stars in my opinion unless you guys can correct me i feel like the female scene is the female pop mainstream scene is much more cluttered than males i can't i really struggle to think of like five to be honest uh, yeah like yeah that was obviously sean's doing his thing um in the american domestic market um and then yeah yeah I, i do agree i don't i think there's a lack um i think justin has kept his foot in here and there, like by doing features and stuff and just being present. Um, but there's been a notable yeah. absence anyway. Oh no, of course, anywhere. we all knew he was taking a break. We all knew in the church thing and all that kind of stuff. He's, he's been reclaiming his time, basically, um, which I think is a positive. Um, I feel like with Justin Bieber, I don't think it necessarily matters to him if he claims the charts again, I think in the same way. Um, I think he's prioritizing himself as i just said prioritizing himself which i think is great um i don't necessarily care for the music side of it i i really don't um you do like purpose i never really was a jb fan like that to be you honest like journals? i i like journals i'll journals give you that i like journals album. it was a really nice it was a really nice purpose album was dope too. but i purpose never was good but for me i never took justin i don't know why but with justin bieber i just never took him seriously there was like there was like obviously his music people loved it i got the appeal whatever but in my head you there was just there was you just you couldn't a, get past baby and one time no not even that it's not even that i just one didn't time take was him. a banger I'm it's not even it, it's not even the fact that he was young and then he was old i just never saw it was like a machine and then other eyes. It was kind of like him in the machine and then other eyes. It just, it just didn't, I don't know. It just didn't feel like he really cared for the, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it just, it, it was him Do you f- and then other eyes. I don't know why. So and what, he had what, that mega What career. I'm hearing you say is he was less organic is in a way. I guess. So he was more Well, he just automated. didn't connect with me. With some people, they felt it and they were always like, yes, he does R&B, great pop R&B. Like, and he writes can't. his own songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I knew he had the YouTube and all of that. I knew what, I knew genuinely, I knew his career and like his rise and stuff. And I knew he wanted to do music, but I just, I don't know. There was just always a part of my brain that kind of just was like, Justin, like he's over there and I'm going to focus on this, like all the mm. other artists and stuff like that. Don't know what it is. That was me until 2013. Question. Just on what you've just said, do you genuinely believe when people say that they've written their own songs that they've written them? Like big artists. What word for word do you mean? Because well, there's a process, like he could have had co-writers and he just wrote like yeah, no, he has a couple co-writers. of songs. No, when a song says like written by, let's say Justin Bieber, do you like think Ryan it's Cole. just him that's written the song? Oh no, 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 no. We know the no, but I'm, not, I'm not talking about just him. I'm saying in general, because there are some artists that are like just, but what if it's, 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 in the credits, it just say written by and that's it. Just their name. Well, just their yeah. name. Just their yeah. name. Yeah. I don't want to say the person's name because it'll get long. Who? Well, it's happened to Beyonce before. No, it hasn't. It has. No, it There's some songs that just say written by Beyonce. No, 
doesn't. Okay. Um, but in general, <laughs> there's some artists that would say written by just the artist's name by itself. Yeah, who? I gave you someone. Yeah, but that's wrong. Because if you, I, someone, I have all her albums on CD. It will say Beyonce and like five other people. I have to think of the song. Let me come back to Solange, this. Solange, yeah. Her, some of, a lot of her songs say just Solange. And do you genuinely believe it's just Solange that's written it? I can believe that. It's okay, not, that's it's fair not enough. unrealistic. Okay, that's fair enough. I just wanted to check that. Yeah. But yeah. Justin Bieber has never been credited as the sole writer on any of his songs. It's always been... And for most pop stars, it's always been... And I feel like depending Unless on he's a self-contained you, artist like a prince. Depending on who you name to me... I would probably think they have a larger or a smaller amount of extent in their writing. So obviously they're right. This is with the pre-context that they have their name with like five other names like Shoppe said with Beyonce. But even with that credit, I would think they probably just had one contribution or something with some artists. But then I think some artists, just based on how I perceive them, I would perceive that they had a larger stake in that writing process, mm. even if there are five other names, if that makes sense. No, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Just, it just depends on calibre and who I see that has the proper artistic thing versus in who how they're viewing it to the public it could be a dip, completely different story behind closed doors but from public perception some artists just seem like they write less and just have the credit and then some people seem like they actually write more and then have the hmm. credit amongst other names as well so it, it just depends on who's okay that's fair yeah, enough. who's the thing but yeah if that's to answer your question i do genuine i would genuinely believe because I feel like especially in this era the songwriters would come out and be like I've got my right and like outs- I've got credit outside of that Justin Bieber plays two instruments yeah yeah, so yeah. I've, I've always known he's talented so if yeah. there were songs that said Rima just Justin Bieber what's the second one I know he plays album. guitar and but, plays piano uh, and, and oh, I think yeah. he plays drums as well actually so if there was ever a song that was just credited to just him I, it's not out of the realm of possibility it's you'd very, probably be more likely it's to like because I know he plays instruments yeah. it's like Alicia Keys has several songs where it's just by her and I'm, that wouldn't that doesn't surprise oh, me. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Mm. And like Prince damn near wrote every song he every Prince song you've ever heard Prince in life is Prince. was just written by him, Prince produced by Prince. him, played every instrument. Mm-hmm. Prince Stevie Wonder too. Mm. I can believe Those that. Those kind of artists that the yeah, different levels. But when it comes to people levels. like um um like Beyonce's and Ariana Grande days. I don't. I would say they don't write their songs, but I'm sure they just contribute. They're in a room mm. with other writers. They're just sitting there, like I'll let you do this, and we'll no, I wouldn't even say that. I would. Like, I, I actually can believe that they contribute, but they just don't have the. I just don't see them in their room by themselves. Yeah. I mean, some songs they are in their room by themselves, but <laughs> like the songwriter. <laughs> I, no, song I, I, no, I imagine. I can imagine them. Like get to the studio. There'll be like four other writers. And they all sit like it's a more of a collaborative process. Yeah. Hmm. So that's yeah. why I was excuse me, said Beyonce, because as the home Beyonce stand here, there's no song Beyonce has written that she's created as the only writer. Hmm. This child included. <laughs> it's always been at least two two. Or maybe three. I missed co writers. Maybe that's where because I'm trying to look for it, but maybe I missed it. No, but that's what you said. What? You said that there's songs where it's it's only her that's been credited. Yeah, and I'm saying maybe I've missed co-writers is in because sometimes there's a separation, so there's writers and then co-writers in a separate. We'll still be under this X Y song was written by. Well, depending on the website, yeah, but I'm saying maybe where I saw it, it said writers and then under it co-writers, and I just read writers. What's the difference? What co- no, is in like maybe maybe he's missed the co-writers part. Yeah, I'm so just like saying he he made the assumption that Beyonce was the only writer because it probably said. Maybe in writers. Where would they separate the writers and the co-writers? I'm just. uh, I'm just asking. I'm just. I got it wrong. Okay, I got it wrong. I'm just asking a question. I got it wrong, 
But um, in terms of my opinion Justin on Bieber. Justin Bieber, so with this situation, I'm glad that he's kind of setting the example of um, someone who's big in the game, who's decided to take a, a break from constantly being in the media, constantly making music and just being on the ball consistently. Because even if we go into a larger scale and we look at society and stuff, when it comes to grind culture, it's like you always have to be on the ball. You can't relax whatsoever. Because if you do, the competition will catch up to you. There's always this thing about... Um, there's this saying that like there was two antelopes or something like that and there was a lion as well and obviously they could talk in this but the antelope was like how are you going to outrun the lion and the, the antelope was like I don't have to un- outrun the lion I just have to outrun you to the other antelope and that's kind of the idea that is in grind culture is in um, music at the moment like you have to outrun all of the other artists so that they don't catch up with you and then your career ends just like that um and on the point of what Chopin said originally when it comes to male artists versus female artists and the idea that um male, were you saying it's a less competitive space for male artists for male pop stars for yes. male pop stars yeah so i do see that as well because even if we look at drake for example drake is running the game we all know he's running the, the rap game pop game kind he's, of he's in also a, way. a pop star at this point yeah exactly but he doesn't take breaks like he just continued even even the, the the kind of break he's supposed to be on now he re-released take not take care um so far gone which can be seen as a new newish release in a way because it's on I streaming say platforms that. that was just you know it's finally on streaming platforms no but enjoy yourself it keeps him in your mind is what i'm saying so it's a re-release it's just to let you know that he's still there and it, it almost seems like it comes from a place of anxiety because if you're taking a break, you should just disappear. Like, you should just... He's not on a break, he's on tour. He said he was taking a break, didn't he? In he's, one of his concerts, he said he, he's not releasing an album until next year. Yeah, oh. he did, I remember Is that, that true? You know what, Drake, if you are listening, you know, extend that to 2021. But Extend anyway. that to 2021. I don't need you in 2020 either. And Chris Brown, if you are listening too, I'm still the one in the album for you. <laughs> So 2022. I don't want anything, period. Like, it's all... You know, on the lowest of keys, that... On the lowest of keys, I might be okay if if you never... To be honest, I won't probably play a full Chris Brown album. A new one, anyway. No, I won't be playing... You know, on the lowest of keys, yeah, Chris Brown... Yeah, like, it it hurts. It hurts my heart to say, but... but yeah, unless I'll still come to a tour if he comes oh, in. Okay. I will no, still do it. <laughs> just for the, just to see, you know, just to see. But um, to see yeah. cracked out vocals singing no bullshit. No, thank you. For the for the history part, <laughs> the, history part. <laughs> the history part is on YouTube. AOL sessions. Go listen to Pop In and Winner. I will spend my coin how I want to spend my coin. But anyway, of, go on. Just to fill, just to round up, Justin Bieber. Just happy he's taking a break. I'm happy he's no longer doing Bad Boy Justin Bieber, which was low key pissing me off. Um, that was awful. Yeah, like, and I'm, Miley's on that pill right now. Oh, she's back. No, can we not talk about Miley Cyrus? I'm not going to, but she's on that pill right now too. My, the whole Miley Cyrus situation that was annoys disgusting. me because we're that wig thing. Do you know? No, the one, I just want to say one quick thing. She in that video was like, "My like, Hannah, you get the best of both worlds and all that with the wig, yeah." And then she kind of did a lyric that's alluding to taking drugs and stuff. What are your kid audience going to think of that? She doesn't have any more kid audience. No, but that's the, the, no, but the Hannah Montana wig will incite kid audiences. But where are the people no, that no, we we're the, the audience? No, but there are people probably who go and watch reruns and stuff like that. Kids, nah, especially in the Netflix. They're era. watching other shows. I don't now. think Hannah Mont- is Hannah Montana on Netflix. No, but it probably is on Hannah Montana's TV. audience is us. Yeah, it And is. we've grown up. Yeah. I think... Hannah Mont- but still, it's trash. Any it's new Miley Cyrus fans trash. that are growing up are growing up because of any music she's put out. It's yeah. not because of Disney Channel. Because of bangers. They're watching whatever Zendaya's doing and 
them other white. I don't. I don't know. Who's I still think anymore. it's trash, though. I just think she's trash in general, and I just I get annoyed because we create our own monsters in this industry, in in music in general. Like, if we don't want her to jump into our lane, let's do what the country um, industry is doing towards Little Nas X and just get her the fuck out of rap. I don't understand why we keep. But then the thing is, the gatekeepers, on, the gatekeepers, the gatekeepers are trying on rap charts though. Wait, there was two people talking. What were you saying? Miley Cyrus isn't charting on any rap or urban charts though. So what are you saying? But when I, she was though, I'm not talking about charting. I'm not even just I'm talking. Sure her, but wait, I'm not. I'm not even just talking about Rick. charting. I'm talking about her as a caricature, caricature. The the kind of just her generally. The 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 act she puts on when yeah. she gets into hip hop pisses me off. Yeah. It's the same. With yes, Jules though. The gatekeepers. Yeah. But and the thing is, the genre people who like Bill Wood would probably decide like yeah. we, we don't consider this a rap song and stuff. We'll get into that. But anyway, it's just because she, are we speaking about her today? No, no Little Nas X. So oh, we'll still crossover okay. in that sense. But yeah, um, Miley Cyrus. It's quite anyway. It's whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So on the same note as um, mental health, uh, there was a video uh, early this week as well with Big Sean, and he opened up about anxiety and depression on his thirty first birthday. Did not know he was that old. Um, the Detroit rapper jumped on. I thought he was like mid late twenties, but um, still, Detroit, I don't even know. Time doesn't <laughs> time doesn't move with certain. He's been up for like nearly eight years and now. it shocks me that Drake's been in the game for like it's shocking like all these people Nikki coming up to tell oh, it's, it's shocking but um anyway. isn't Nikki like pushing 35 no it's in the years in the don't game don't say I that mean. she'll come in your DMs she's like late that, I'm nobody well, allegedly late 30s well you didn't know. she jump in one of his yeah, DMs for the Warner's same was, Warner's... Had, had followers no but for the age thing is what I'm saying because yeah. she's because said she's up. pushing 40 was yeah. that and then she said, I'm not pushing 40, I'm 35. So you're pushing 40. You're still <laughs> pushing 40 because you're in the latter half of your... Anyway, Nikki, whatever. She got her an age. <laughs> anyway, I don't care about Nikki's age. Anyway, Big Sean's 31st birthday. Um, he announced his anxiety depression spell. So he um, decided to give fans a bit of insight into the struggles. Um, and he said he couldn't figure out why I felt lost and I don't know how I got there. Uh, he explained to his fans that he found help through a therapist after meditation, um, something he's been doing since he was 17. Uh, and it wasn't working like it used to. So he was doing a meditation, wasn't working. So then um, he went to get therapy. So um, I got a good therapist. I was blessed enough to talk to some super spiritual people. They made me realize one thing I was missing in my life. And the one thing I was missing was clarity. Uh, he concluded by saying uh, that he began finding the time to do things to nourish himself first, explaining that he would do things like go skydiving by himself in the midst. Um, I definitely rediscovered myself, found a whole new energy and me being a source of it and so not somebody else. And um, that was it. He basically posted his thoughts, his clarity, um, and it got a lot of attention um, on social media uh, as it was posted there. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on Big Sean? And he previewed new music as well. It wasn't in the article, but he previewed new music as well later that day. So what are you guys' thoughts? Was it better thoughts? than the last album? Uh, <laughs> um, J. Cole, Kendrick, Drake. Anyway, go on. <laughs> Can I just say this? When it comes to people coming out about mental health and stuff like that, and just like talking about spirituality and like how they're going to change and stuff, if you're going to release a single, can it at least reflect that in a way? Because the first word 
Well, the first two words. It was like this. bitch or something. It was like so bitch. Yeah. That, that was the first two yeah. lyrics on this song. And yeah. he's coming back saying, I'm doing spirituality. Yeah, on the album. Uh, no, but like. Hear the out. Wait. No, but like, come on. No, just, but you know. No. no think about branding. To be honest, no. he, from, you said no, you've from changed. Brand, for, to be honest, from a branding perspective. No, but clearly on the album, there's going to be like some. No, but wait, wait, songs. wait, wait. That's wait. fine. But on but from a branding perspective. Still needs a hold single. on, hold on, hold on. From a branding perspective, yeah. 10 hours or so later after your video about mental health and I found myself in so this, bitch you're releasing a song saying so bitch like you can have a catchy song that doesn't say like it just doesn't make sense make it I just, make sense I don't think it, it lines just doesn't up make sense for me personally and it still sounds shit anyway but Big Sean has been a singles artist to be fair he does get quite big I singles aside from Dark Sky Paradise that bang like I wasn't a fan of him but when I heard that I was like oh no, wow no it's in like generally fuck the albums like he has big songs in yeah. his career that go mega yeah. like status like I don't know well, how he was supposed but, to be yeah. on another playing field after after that album and he just disappointed oh well I even forgot about what album I don't even know what the last album Dark was Sky. called I can't remember the game is a game is it blue, um, blue background some shit but I whatever I remember when I went to go see him at wireless while he was performing at wireless what year he was oh, I can't remember he was like uh, don't worry about buying this album you can download it illegally and stuff like that and I was like oh okay oh, this guy's what cool what they were doing anyway thank you for letting me but the album didn't me slap so um, yeah what do you so think was, about the mental so health aspect so bootlegs and deleted um, mental health aspect guys what do you think I wish him the best I think it's a good thing that he's come out and been quite vulnerable with the fact that he was struggling and yeah. going through these things I'm just a skeptic when it comes to artists in general though I, I, I always question the motives I always mm-hmm. question if it's for a release if it's for mm-hmm. um, something new that they're pushing because I, I understand that the music industry is an industry it's a business at the end of the day um, and some artists need bigger pushes than others which is why I spoke about Katy Perry last week and her kind of her attempt at doing a publicity scam or whatever um, she's a very awkward girl yeah very and I'm not I'm not girl, saying what generally. Big Sean is doing is a scam I'm just saying I'm a bit skeptical in general but from what it sounds like he sounds like he's been going through a few things and I'm glad that he's taken the time to actually recollect himself and come back but this single wasn't the first one to come back if to be honest. If I was managing him personally, I would say release something like um, J. Cole's... Um, Middle Child. No, no, no. Uh, what's it called? Uh, no such thing as a life that's better than yours. What's the song called? Yeah. Um, Love Yours. Love Yours. Yeah, something yeah. along those lines. Um, I think with Big Sean... That's not Big Sean's brand though. I think with Big Sean... But he's changing. I, no, yeah, he's not. He I just think, said it's going to reflect in his music. But I think with Big Sean... Which means that, um, the album be personal song, which is like he, every album has had personally i think that it if this is real i'm going to assume the mental health aspect's real um that he um it reflects in the music i'll say that like it, it, there was something with me and i've always said this that with big sean it just didn't feel complete dark mm. sky paradise is as close for me that he got um before uh his first album to like regaining some form of quality there um and cohesion in terms of the project um i did still think there was a plateau to reach after that um i've always thought he was gearing up gearing up gearing up and then it just didn't, we didn't get there um I feel like, yeah, with this single, it's more of the same lyrically and sonically. So I'm hoping that that's the only exception to the album, which would be actually a reach. And I feel like it's not. He's probably got more songs like that. Um, wish him the best mentally from that component. Musically, it's it's time to level up if you're going to try. Is. Um, it's it time really to level is. up. Like this is the last 
time that the world I don't know if I'm going to give you another chance but this is the last time that the world will possibly give you another chance here you do get big singles so there's always that aspect in terms of visibility and sales but in terms of you really want to be in that echelon and you've said it all that time with the Kendricks J. Coles all of that and it's just it's really sad that you just never give up the goods um, Kendrick bodied you on your own song all of that kind of stuff so it, it really is a shame but um I just hope there is some form of quality on the record. I hope I do get shocked, pleasantly surprised in terms of the quality. Um, but first and foremost, mentally, I hope you're getting, you're at the perfect stage there, comfortable and ready to release or ready to do what the fuck you want. If you want to take another break, take another break. But yeah, mentally, great place. Same place as Justin Bieber. I hope you just get in the space that you need and the time and all of that energy. You but, know? but to be fair to Big Sean, he is doing other things other than music at the moment. So he has a documentary out called Detroit. Is it called Detroit? Oh, he's always been about Detroit. Philanthropy yeah, so he, has, and all of he has a documentary out. I think he has a few... I think he has a few things that are coming out the works. Mm. He has um, charities in the Detroit that he runs. He yeah. has initiatives. He always gives back to kids. Always helps his mum and his gran. He's always been that kind of person. So I actually respect him in that sense. Yeah, yeah. And I've watched his interviews. And he was always about Detroit. Always, always been about it. Mm. So I, I really respect what he does in terms of that aspect of the work. Um that's why I just want the music to add up. I really want some depth. I really want to hear what like your mm. life and not just one liners, not just half concepts, but like the full picture um, or full concepts, even if it's not your full life story, but just full concepts of like stories you've been through and stuff. More and less songs. corny lyrics. Cause sometimes he tells Oof. me the story, but the Oof. lyrics are just so Oof. corny that they just Oof. don't get there. That's Oof. why I say I love um, Mick Jenkins and Ooh, J. Child. Cole. Cause they give me the <laughs> lyrical output that tells the story. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because the thing is, this is what this is why I'm like a teacher with these artists, like Chris Brown, Big Sean. Like with Big Sean, it's like <laughs> the Chris lyrics. Brown. No, I'm not comparing them lyrically. I'm comparing him on a different level. Chris Brown Let me been, land. Let Chris me Brown land. is a student. He has been expelled Let five years land. ago. <laughs> Let me land, all right? With Big Sean, <laughs> I'm not talking. Listen, we're talking about Chris Brown in a different capacity. With Big Sean, I'm talking lyrics. With the lyrics, there are some lines that really give it to me. I'm like, yes, like he's. This is where we're going. And then the next line, it's just like some onomatopoeia or some bullshit. I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, I, I'll never forget. Oh my god! I don't know what album it was, but when one of his albums came out, and I think Complex ran a piece about the top ten corniest lines from the album. And I remember I hadn't heard the album yet, so I just read these lyrics and I was just creasing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my thing with Big Sean, um, I wish him the best. I hope he gets the help he needs and continues getting the help he needs. Um, regardless of the strategy thing, it's doesn't take away from the fact that his mental health issues are true or not everyone uses like you said it is a business so why wouldn't they use it to push their next project every, definitely push the song every, every artist every artist mm. does this even the most non-attention seeking artists like use yeah, PR like yeah exactly and yeah as someone who works in PR mm. what's the story what were you going to use to sell your album? Yeah. Yes, the, the music can be amazing, but you, well, unfortunately we don't live in a world anymore where oh, no, quality definitely. of your music is all you need. Mm. You have to You have, have the brand, the push, you have to have it. The thing with me is, if the last anecdote, the last line I'm going to give, it's fine. I want I was expecting something to follow that message, to be honest. Why would you say it now? It makes no sense. Obviously you're gearing up for a new album. But my thing is with him... Make me hear evolution, okay? If you're gonna preview something, I'm not trying to hear bullshit. 
I'm not trying to hear, okay, bitch, at this time in your career, especially if you're trying to get onto that high plateau because his narrative has always been since just before Dark Sky Paradise of, I don't get my credit. I need to be on this level, sending subs to Kendrick Lamar or whatever. It's like, nigga, give me the goods. If you give me the quality, you have the position for people to listen to you. Give us what we want. We've been telling you we want the lyrics, the less corny lyrics for years. Give me an album of Win Some, Lose Sums. That was a great track. That's a, yeah, that, That's that, a really good song. And that is the thing with Inconsistency. Give stuff like that and the next The Detroit mixtape was amazing. Detroit, his mixtape. That was an amazing mixtape. That made me excited for him as a new that's artist. Actually, that's probably his best work other than Dark Sky. I was guys. literally was excited. Excited when he came in the game. I was like, this guy is about to kill it. All right. He's got something different. He's got something new. And then year by year it just got worse aside from dark sky paradise yes <laughs> he had a little quick intermission legit no, he I, brought us back into the stadium then we went back out for drinks that's that's what it was well, you guys didn't like um what's the duo called again 2088 yeah oh that's a great project I oh love, that's not I his love. work that's separate but projects. i do love like, that project yeah. though i love yeah I yeah love, they work really well together I to love, be well, fair. not personally yeah but um, music professionally but no professionally. i love that i love that ep i that was one of my favorite projects that year. yeah I, I yeah, yeah. Out of that. that was a really good and the visual and i like the and visuals it still, too it still sounds good now yeah, yeah. yeah. it still sounds it, good it aged it aged well it's aging well um the visuals were really good too um anyway let's move forward and surviving cardi b let's go to um yeah so we spoke about cardi on the last show not for the same reason um so can i just say something before this yeah so no no in in the episode um so in the episode last last time we spoke about this just last time i spoke about this i said something at the end of the show in regards to um cardi b and her copywriting occur and stuff like that and i was like what could possibly be the reason behind this the backlash the, the backlash behind this in kind of like a nonchalant way because i was like it's you her, didn't know. It's, it's fine if you don't know. Like yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, man, I'm coming from that angle. So obviously I didn't know about this and someone like kindly explained to me what the issue could be. So this is by someone called Demetrius Williams. Um, his at is by the seller. And he explained to me, let me just read his original tweet and you can understand. So he said, the issue I have with the Cardi trademark situation is that it's another example of Sichette people um, co-opting and or commodifying black queer slash trans language without knowing where it comes from. Um, and he gives example like Shade, Read Her, Him, Them, Yas, mm. Kiki, mm. and many more. Mm. Um, so I sent him a message saying, did the phrase exist? I said, I never knew this. Did the phrase exist before Cardi? Um, also, I, I, I assumed that Cardi B was bi because she's she said on a few occasions that she was I've bisexual. I thought she said that. Yeah, she yeah. has said that. And then he said, the phrase has like, been around... He said the phrase has been around the LGBTQ plus scene for well over a decade. And a lot of these words and phrases originate specifically from black gay slash queer slash trans people in New York mm-hmm. in the 80s the who were scene. ostracized from black cishet society and created safe spaces for themselves to survive. And then he added, yes, she identifies as bi, but the etymology of the word is born from a particular part of the LGBTQ plus scene at that she teeters outside of, in my opinion. And while she's free to live her best life and use the word, commodifying it is almost an erasure of its origin. So obviously, I didn't know about this. Um, just listening to the, the kind sense. of conversation about it, I was like, okay, 
I don't I didn't know about this personally but I can now see why people would be a bit annoyed about that and then later on I was just scrolling down the timeline yeah. and I heard ah, where is the video there was a particular video where someone was just like using all of the kind of catchphrases that exist currently um, and just using it as an example of the way that language is stolen from certain communities and stuff like that and I was like okay now I understand why I understand the history behind it and I understand why it's such a hot topic and why people are so angry yeah and also it just kind of proves as like cishet so that means straight people so people that are attracted to men sorry like a man that's attracted to a woman or a woman that's attracted to a man we need to be careful when it comes to um understanding other communities issues we need to be able to sit down and ask rather than just be like okay i don't understand what the issue is and just cut off just like that um but yeah i just wanted to add that into this before we talk about cardi b so yeah cool i think it's just a mindset thing to be honest yeah like just having an open mind to that dialogue um oh i found it wait wait let me give some background so this is a news show in america and they've started using like catchy teen words in the beginning well not teen but um lgbtq influenced words in their segments so morning tps students it is testing week and it's time to slay all day stay woke be all on fleek and get that gucci breakfast goals say bye felicia to that testing stress weather's gonna be turned right chris yes toledo weather gonna be the during testing week. Is this a real news segment? Yeah, but they're not taking the mic though. Well, someone tweeted this and said, I cannot believe this is my city's news station. I cannot believe this is real. This just reminds To be honest, there's so much conflation there because there's stuff like Stay Woke and Gucci in there too. Like there's just so much theft from different people. Like, but to be honest, I thought they were, obviously I know popular culture, popular shows, all that kind of stuff use um slang and all that terminology from various places Mm -hmm. but what i would say in that is that overuse in that context i literally thought they were taking the piss yes like genuinely like obviously you say obviously slay is something used in pot in news stations like they use it i've heard it multiple times but But um, it was just funny that i saw that immediately after getting that tweet i was like wow okay so someone's trying to show me a sign right now like it's just proof of echo chambers really it's just proof of echo chambers but it's just fun no that news segment in particular the fact that they uh, they have to have been mocking something. They have to have been like or just a, a national day of using it because using it that many times mm. on a news station, people that have researchers and stuff, that's just a bit weird to they me. Were trying Obviously, to appear hip. too much. Pardon? We're trying to appear here. So I'm just going to try and see which... I'll, I'll put a link in the description yeah, 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 or something. Yeah, yeah, put a link to the but tweet or something. Surviving Cardi B. Yeah, sorry. Um, on to, that's, a, that's a good example of education and stuff. Mm. Um, but yes, Surviving Cardi B. So she came into the news for another issue so a video an old video uh gained popularity this week um where cardi b basically said in her older days before she became a musician let alone a pop star um and rap star uh she drugged in her stripper days um and used to rob men um and she got a lot of backlash from this so i saw the evolution of this from the beginning to the end of this week and basically she um she had to respond and she basically said i never claim to be perfect or come from a perfect world with a perfect past um she did an instagram live uh niggas this is what she said sorry uh there's words here that i'm going to use that are a bit sensitive to some people maybe but um 
do you know what? I won't use it. N-word must have forgot my N-word, the shit that I did to um, mother effing survive. Uh, I had to go strip. I had to go, oh yeah, you want to F me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go back to this hotel. And I I, um, drugged ends up um, and I robbed them. That's what I used to do. I'm laughing at the amount of expletives, not the situation, by the way. Nothing was mother effing handed to me my n-word nothing so the video um inspired surviving and cardi b which is obviously homage to the surviving uh r kelly what reference to the surviving um r kelly documentary which was in january and there were also calls to boycott the artist online so um I felt what I needed to do to make a living is what she said in response again. And then the, I never claimed to be perfect line that I said earlier. So that is the news story. So yes, um, just an apology guys for the banging that's in the background. We're in a building that's currently being constructed upon. So if you do hear the banging, we apologize. We're gonna try our best to get that out. But if you do hear it, apologies again. Yeah. Um, and that's the story, basically. That is the story. What are you guys' thoughts on surviving Cardi B and the whole overarching situation of drugs, men, uh, the hip hop community's reaction and yeah. So I read somewhere that Cardi B was having sex with these men whilst unconscious. So I only have an issue with this if that is true. But how can you have so I so there was someone who came forward and oh, okay. said that he was one of the victims of Cardi B. Oh, okay. And he woke up and there was a used condom on the floor. So if that is the case, like if that was the case, then there's a massive issue there. That is rape. That is. But then um, what about the drugging component as well? What about it? So do you have an issue with the drugging? I have an, I have an issue of drugging someone. Yeah, completely. But I'm saying that. Let me get to my overarching point. My overarching point is I read an article recently by um, someone who writes on Meth Eater with Nick as well. So, oh, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so her name is... Uh, she wrote DJ Booth, right? Yeah, she wrote yeah, for yeah, yeah. DJ Booth. Her name's Nyanka. Apologies if I butchered that. But it's Nyanka. Um, her at is Nyanka Noir. And she wrote a piece on DJ Booth called We Love Cardi B. We love when Cardi B is hood, or do we? And what she was talking about is why do we ostracize Cardi B for acting a certain type of way when she has always admitted to being this type of way? I'm not excusing the fact that she's drugging people. I'm not excusing the fact that she was robbing and definitely not excusing the fact she potentially could have raped someone if that was true. But she does make some valid points. Um, what she does say in here is, I'll read an exact takeaway so the question is why why do we pivot from celebrating artists for their raunchy ratchet hood or gangster ways to then criticize them and i think on a larger scale when it comes to hip-hop when it comes to rap and stuff like that a lot of these rappers admit to a lot of crimes like we have some rappers who talk about killing people jay-z robbed people in the past like that was his whole life like, yeah before. and like robbing shooting people and i'm not this is not me excusing what's happened whatsoever yeah because what she's done is horrible and there are some consequences you're going to have to face as a result of robbing people uh, because that is the society that we live in. And I mean, she might not have to if they don't press charges. Yeah and, it, uh, yeah, and we'll see what happens with that. But in terms of the act, it's horrible and it should be treated as something that is very serious. If rape is involved, then it's another layer. Personally, I think that's another layer. I don't think that's something that we can sweep under the carpet and kind of assess as the same type of thing. Um, 
But there is this kind of thing about loving black culture until the events are revealed to people. There's this thing about, oh, I love when um, this rapper talks about murdering someone and then everyone's surprised about, what was that rapper the other day that got arrested for killing his friend? Oh, I forgot his name. Was it YG and Melly or something like yeah, that? Yeah, 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 it yeah, it was. It was YG, it was, YG it was, and Melly or something Orlando, like that. Yeah, 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 so he was rapping about how he actually killed his friend and it turned out he actually killed his friend. And it's- They allegedly still, because the case ain't closed. Okay, yeah, so yeah, allegedly. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the case of Bobby Schmurda, for example, who got everyone arrested in the song that he was rapping about. Remy Ma situation. Remy Ma. And it's, it's, it's always the case. We love the stories that they tell. They're entertaining. And they're, it shows the personality of the people on it. We love when 50 Cent can act like Kanan and, he, and people are saying, I feel like 50 Cent is really like Kanan in real life. But if anything ever came out, would you keep the same energy? And it's the same for Cardi B in a way. This is who Cardi B was before. She's obviously made a lot of money now, so she doesn't have to do that. Doesn't excuse the fact she's done it, but then where is the, where's the limit? The thing is with me before um, I go to shop, eh, but I just wanted to say real quick, I think there's a lot of things going on right now. So I think that people are pitting each other against each other. So obviously saying there's a double standard, which I agree with Cardi, the likes of Cardi B, whereas like Rick Ross did that Molly lyric and all that kind of stuff. And um, with what you're saying about um, men in hip hop who've done stuff and the reactions aren't as big in, in my eyes, like people don't really condemn it as much. There's this almost... I think in the entertainment industry, there's almost this, because there are so many, as I said earlier, constructed caricatures almost, or constructed um, personalities of people who actually don't do bad stuff, but they just rap about it. But then there are back in hip hop's earlier days, and even some people who are uh, uh, active right now, um, who've done stuff or witnessed stuff happening, August Alcina being one of them as well. Um, and then, rapping about it and then the glorification i think there's this dissonance mm. almost this distance from people so like they will deem the rap songs or the hip-hop songs or even in rock like there's some violent lyrics as well and people remove themselves from that narrative and then when the sorry when the, i'm just going through my thoughts but when the main person uh when the when an act comes to fruition then they act shocked as if it wasn't in the lyrics and stuff like that. So I think there's that whole dichotomy of those two things together. But then I think with the Cardi B thing, I think some people are even trivializing. I don't think they actually care about the topic. They're literally just doing surviving Cardi B just to do it and trivialize it. Um, I think with this situation, I think we need to treat every situation um, as serious as each other. And the dragging component really like is something that turned me off. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that I, I didn't actually tweet about it or anything, but the, the, the drugging component turned me off. But then I think, as Eden said, it's true. Like we love hip hop culture until it gets too close to home almost or too real. And then it's like, oh, I didn't expect that to happen or that to be real. So I think with the Cardi B thing, I think we should just take it in tandem with everyone else's kind of dirty laundry as well and not just be misogynist because I think there's a bit of misogyny going on with trying to specifically target her like mm. that but then with other artists there isn't that much energy I would say um especially in this terrain with like R. Kelly and stuff it's different um, mm, I right. think but with 
um, like rap, just general rap stuff and what they rap about and what they talk about in interviews, the realisms do come to life of what they've done. So people know, but then mm-hmm. the fake shock isn't, or the real shock isn't there as much as it was with this Cardi B situation. But um, it's also, but- it's also sorry to interrupt, but it's also interesting you mentioned Rick Ross and the um, Molly situation because people actually seem to be, this is what I saw. So people actually seem to be more angry at the fact that Rick Cross used to be a correctional officer and raps about a life that never existed. Yeah. More so than the Molly situation from what I've seen. I didn't see that much of an outrage when it came to Rick Cross and the Molly situation. The thing is, I did do research because I got, there was a tweet that I did and people were for and against it about Rick Cross because I said the hip hop community really don't matter but care about Rick Cross earlier back in January. And then I got loads of like backlash from it. People were like, he was banned from this, he was banned from that. My point isn't that. It was like, it lasted a month max people still played the song in the club i heard it in england so you must have heard it in america people still um supported that song and said it didn't really matter the commentary around it was still kind of there was an overwhelming response of we don't really care about this lyric it doesn't really matter he did lose his reebok deal i'll give you that or whatever it was like reebok or adidas he was working with them back then he did lose that and then the radio did for a short period of time play a censored version of the song but to be honest that molly culture we can use it with loads of different eyes because it's been in the industry for decades Mm. and the reaction has been near to nothing so that's my thing yeah anyway shoppe sorry thoughts um so, I love your <laughs> expressions before you start. It's so funny. Um, I I'm gonna just <laughs> r- not ramble, but just have a stream of consciousness, if you will. So, I'm gonna first off say that I don't condone um, Cardi's actions. Of course, they were inexcusable, very terrible, very asinine. I will say that, but I will just start off by saying I don't know why people are surprised. We all knew Cardi B was a hoodra. We all knew I'm she dead. was a hoodra. You sound like a teacher. She's. I'm sorry. Her her mixtapes. No, no, called, no. I agree, but just yeah. I her mixtapes. Her yeah. mixtapes are called Gangsta Bitch. Yeah. Have you not heard her album? Like. Have we not seen? Have her you not videos, read her interviews? Her Instagram, bruv. Do you remember? Her never gets. Like we, yeah. Like, have you not read her interviews or listened to her music? Like, the signs have always been there. So I personally wasn't necessarily surprised by this. And obviously we have to remember that she was doing this when she was, you know, poor with little money. She had no options. And like I said, I'm not condoning her, but I think it's, I think it's, um, I think it's quite, uh, a false equivalence to compare her to Cardi B to Bill Cosby and R. Kelly. Because the difference between um, Cardi B, R. Kelly and Bill Cosby is R. Kelly, sorry, Cardi B was doing these things to survive, to live another day. R. Kelly and Bill Cosby took advantage of their fame, took advantage of their money to rape and abuse and drug numerous women. I don't believe Cardi B will do this now. At least I don't think so. I would hope she wouldn't do this now do what drug and rape men but a guy came forward and said that she he she did no i mean i mean since being famous oh okay, like, okay, okay today so, so i'm saying that bill cosby and r kelly they used their fame they used their money to lure women into these heinous predicaments whereas mm. cardi b was doing this so it was basically a crime of survival mm. and it doesn't obviously it doesn't make it right, like I said. So do you think it really was a crime of survival because strippers get bags? I don't think that she needed to necessarily take I don't, that I don't know what strippers survive. make. I don't know what strippers' life is. I'm not, not yeah. to judge. And like I said, I'm not condoning that. But I just think, yeah. I'm just saying, 
I think it's stupid to compare her to R. Kelly and Bill Cosby. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Yeah. Yes, she did some terrible things and she should be punished and ostracized and cussed out by all means, 100%. But I just think this whole Bill Cosby, R. Kelly thing is just black people being like, oh, well, it's just like, it's just people are still mad that R. Kelly's coming, um, R. Kelly's. Pu- public images shit people are still mad because he's in jail get over it the niggas are in jail mm. okay gonna go to jail in jesus name get over it S- sorry life goes on mm. they were terrible people doesn't obviously but like i said i don't and i think that's where the energy is coming from it's just like oh well if you do this to r kelly do it to carly b but it's different and to use nick's favorite word there's nuance so like i said i'm gonna stress this again just in case people try and tweet me well no one tweets me anyway but in case someone does I'm stressing this again. I'm not saying that what she did was good or valuable. It was obviously very bad what she was doing. And she and she she acknowledged that in the response and on Instagram, on Twitter, she acknowledged that. Mm. But I just don't think it's fair to compare her to R. Kelly and Bill Cosby. But saying that, I will say the energy towards her does kind of soil and does kind of put a damper on the Me Too movement because it does kind of just show that there are double standards when it comes to women in these positions. Because Me Too movement has essentially been about men. And obviously we all know this, men are trash and are usually the the paragons of sexual assault and violence, usually. But the, we don't really seem to give the same energy when females are, are the perpetrators and it has been a kind of glossing over it's kind of like ignored and people just trying to just move past it because I'm not saying it because she's a woman but i think her being a woman has allowed people to just ignore it whereas if a male rapper had the same instagram life from five years ago and a different person oh it would be hell i think it's threat level as well because it would be hell yeah no i agree if a, if I a male rapper level. Let's just say Big Sean, for example. It wouldn't be him. But let's just say, for example, five years ago, he did Instagram Live before he was famous and used to drug and rape women, um, drug and rob women. Oh, that's it. For at least a, a couple of weeks, we're cancelling Big Sean. Mm. Whereas I feel like Cardi B's has kind of been allowed to kind of just... I feel like this won't bother her next week. Mm. I feel like this will be... Oh, yeah. She's definitely on a level where it's like uh, like almost almost anything will be brushed under and also fine. and also I was reading a piece on Vox yesterday I don't think this will harm her because it kind of works with the brand of her career anyway it does like I said her brand is being a hood rat yeah it works with the aesthetic <laughs> like mm. it's not like she's some prim and proper clean rapper this isn't no name yeah she like it her, works with her the mixed, brand her mixtape was called Gangsta Bitch Music mm. this woman came to fame on Love and Hip Hop when yeah. niggas fight every hour yeah this is what, like, what, like, what are you surprised at? Yeah. We knew she was a hood rat. Yeah. And even before Love and Hip Hop, her videos were basically Love and Hip Hop in her exactly. room. Exactly. And then there. she has publicly stated how she used to be in the bloods mm-hmm. and how she used to trap. Like, and we even know she's, this. Had, she's had, like, altercations while being at this height of fame. Exactly. Where she's like, I'm going to fuck up and fuck you up in your hood. Yeah. Like, she's like, I'm getting exactly. for you. She said it, she said she still has beef with her girls from the hood. Yeah. Now. Like, still now. Literally. Like, at your big age. Like, so it's like, literally. Like, you're still worrying about. X, Y, and Z mm. in, in the Bronx. Like, Cardi is Grammy. almost untouchable. Damn near. But, but saying that, like, damn no, no, near. No, 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 no. Nah, almost. I don't think so. And the thing is, now, when the they're is, done with her. And the thing is, she's self destructive anyway. So, I, I, unfortunately, as much as I would like her to continue winning, I do think there, there will be a thing she does or says which will be the undoing of her. But, like I said, that's my thing. I just think that it's a false equivalence to compare her to R. Kelly and Bill Cosby. Yeah. But this, the reaction towards her. Does just kind of put 
a soil on the meeting movement and times up movement because it just kind of shows that when women are perpetrators of such acts that we don't really give it the same attention and sensitivity that deserves because no one's really talking about the victims here we're just talking about let's cancel cardi b Mm. let's mute cardi b blah 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 there's been a lot of memes as well yeah exactly this is what i'm saying that's where the name even the trivia like it's trivialized even the hashtags of having cardi b was made out that came from humor it wasn't it wasn't trying to spread awareness yeah it came from humor humor. exactly it came from trying to be funny and smart because now any sexual abuse victim or artist we're going to call them surviving ex-surviving in relation to the documentary yeah but like i said so that's my thoughts Mm. and basically you niggas don't keep the same energy Mm. it's definitely just um with that just a last little comment the drug the drug thing was the most shocking to me like no the robin thing i would have like not even expected it, but I almost like just like Cardi, whatever. I feel like that's in one of her songs. Yeah, but the drugging like thing, I'm just songs. like the mentality, like it's a bit Jurassic out here. Like we're drugging people for money when you could just gain that in the club. Like literally, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, we don't know her life before that. I don't, yeah, we don't know. But yeah, she's definitely got that aggression in her. Um, you okay. can see it. But yes, that is Cardi B. And last but not least, um, we'll just spend a little time on this because I think it's really important. Um, Little Nas X. So Billboard did actually remove his song, Old Town Road, which is gaining a lot of momentum on stream platforms, charts, etc. Um, at this point in time. Um, yeah, it's removed from the country's songs chart specifically. According to Rolling Stones, Billboard uh, reportedly removed the song and informed Little Nas X's label, which is Columbia Records, that his inclusion was um, a mistake. So the previous inclusion in the chart. So um, a note on the Billboard chart site shows that Little Nas X appears to have had the highest ranking debut on the chart with Old Town Road debuting at number 19. Okay, again, this is the um, hot country songs Billboard chart. So Billboard did not publicly, which I think was intentional here, announce the change, but in a statement released to um, Rolling Stone, they said upon further review, it was determined that Old Town Road by Little Nas X does not currently merit inclusion on the Billboard's country charts, when determining genres, a few factors are examined, but first and foremost is musical composition. While Old Town Road incorporates references to countries and cowboy imagery, it does not embrace enough elements of today's country music to chart in its current version. Um, yeah, and another statement was provided just to let you know that... Um, it wasn't to do with race and race did not play a part in Lil Nas X track being removed from the country chart. Though in the past, Billboard has had a history of defining genres by race. Yep. So what are you guys' thoughts? That's enough of the story you need. What is well, what is it? I have quite a few things to Of say. course, historian, Chope is about to give us something. So I'm glad you brought up the whole race thing. Yeah. So yes, at one point, the Billboard, as we now know it, the Billboard R&B Hip Hop chart was once called, I think it was once called Hot Black Singles at one point. I think up until like literally like 1989, it was called Hot Black Singles. So even this is like when you had like Michael and Whitney and mm-hmm. Prince and Janet Jackson, like these, these are like superstars. Yep. The Urban chart was still called the Black chart. Of course. And I think it was even called something even more racially... Um, obvious before then I can't no one words, is shocked even urban still a problem but yeah no one is shocked but um, anyway so that's not the point I'm making but so I'm not really mad at Billboard removing it from the country charts because when I heard the song like it's not really a country song it does have country elements but it is more of a trap hip hop song than a country song so I'm not actually mad at that 
fair but i would just like to see the same energy given to the r&b chart the hip-hop charts because there are songs that i see on the r&b chart that i don't understand why you're here oh, and i'm gonna not even just him um other people and and i'm gonna say this uh, as a historian um billboard you owe brandy an apology back in 2012 and put it down was in the top five of the r&b chart she was about to go to number one then you changed the rules allowing streaming and youtube and then a bunch of these oh then a bunch okay. of artists who are urban <coughs> but not really army but not really came in as just hijacked the entire top 10 and then you had rihanna's diamonds be number one on the r&b chart rihanna's diamonds <laughs> and then there's just a bunch of so you could, for example you could have like chris brown's yeah three times chart on the r&b chart just because chris brown is generally an r&b artist mm. so the, all that bullshit came in so I have no issue with it. And I, don't, and I generally don't think it was um, race related um, because there are, there has been a history of black country artists in the last 20 years doing very well on that chart. And even now, like Kane Brown. But even then, that being said, when black artists are making country music, they have to be legitimately, genuinely making country. And that's what country, I'm saying. Country music. The eye is on them more. Whereas when you have so and so and so called R&B artists or hip hop artists but they're not really hip hop but it's it's hip hop enough so we could put them on the chart but so I just like to see the same energy put that's my my start so I'm not mad I'm not like I do think it's more of a trap song is it more of a cultural thing though is that is that where the whole distinction is now because when it comes to hip hop and songs that aren't necessarily hip hop, but then they're still put in the same categories because of the whole, the image that comes with it as well. So for example, yeah. Post Malone isn't necessarily an R&B or hip hop artist, but he's normally categorized or the way he dresses or interacts with certain people would put him in a certain culture. Mm. So with little Nas X, if he does kind of, I, he wears a cowboy hat, right? I don't think, I think just in the video, but I don't think he, generally does i think just that video but i, I think it i think it's, it's really hard to say because genres in general just seem to be more blurred nowadays i think it's hard to say that it's not a trap song and it's not a country song i feel like mm, it's, it's not a, a country song i well I, I i slightly disagree i think it's in between because slightly unrelated i'm just gonna go off a bit of a tangent just very quickly so i've been reading a lot about creativity and just understanding how creativity works and kind of the components of what makes something something at the end of the day. Um, and this comes from like reading about AI again and stuff and the conversation we had about if an AI program could essentially make a song that charts or makes a song from a certain genre. And there's this woman called Margaret Bowden um, and she spoke about the three pillars of creativity. And one of them was, well, I'll say all three of them. One of them was exploratory. So it's when you look around the edges of something that exists already. And then the second one was combination. So I think what's happening with Little Nas X is an example of combination. So combination is when you take two established things and then you try to create something completely new from both sides of them. Um, and then the last one was transformative. So transformative is when you um, change something completely, but still have remnants from the past. I genuinely think that um, this song can be counted as a country song within a certain remit. It is very hard because there are influences that make it country and there are certain instruments in the song from what I hear that make it trap. But 
I do believe that we're slightly outside of the border of genres at the <clears> moment. <throat> I do think we kind of have to push them because all R and B is coming. Well, it's it's here, but it's it's slightly well, outside of R and B. I think it's just difficult to say. I think it's hard. I do think race is involved because I do think if Taylor, like, let's say Taylor Swift, for example, was on this song, it would be country. Um, I, mm, I'm not even sure because even they've they've even kind of. Um discriminated towards her in recent years but when I say Taylor Swift I mean an artist that has been known to make country music that's why my original point was it's more to do with the image and the culture that is surrounding the particular artist no, but I'm saying no, but I say with her in particular I would say in re- I mean, maybe when she first came out but I think Nick will know this but in recent years Taylor Swift has kind of got a bit of stick from the country community for be- for going too pop. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And some of her songs haven't tried on the country charts. So, all right, let's while. say let's say Billy Ray Cyrus was on the chorus. I know what for your this point song. is. I get the point. Yeah. If a country artist was on it, it would be country. Carrie yeah, Underwood. So I want to read you guys two paragraphs because someone did an analysis of whether this was country or not, um, and determined that it had enough elements. Um, so yeah. Anyway. According to critics and country songwriters, Keith's I Want to Talk About Me is not the only country songs charting entry from Keith that contains elements of rap. 2011's comedically enhanced Red Solo Cup peaked at number nine in February of 2012. In 1998, Get Your Some reached number 18 a few months after Kid Rock released Cowboy, the single that many credit as the first ever country rap song on Wax. Due to his addition of country flavour to his already rap-skewing sound, Kid Rock, Kid Rock, sorry, has inspired a generation of country stars incorporating hip-hop into their discography ranging from Jason Alden to Big and Rich despite Cowboy making Billboard's um, rock songs chart rather than their countries. The song's overarching influence has pushed mainstream favorably for white rappers such as Bubba Sparks, Colt Ford and Redneck Soldiers who have all received charting success on the Billboard's country charts doing rap. In an interview with Billboard, Old Town Road producer Young Keo categorized his hit um, as country trap. He believes that although the song's production is not a con- uh, conventional country beat, Lil Nas X, who purchased the beat from Young Keo's online store, took artistic liberties to give Old Town Road a country's vibe vocally. So Young Keo says... Little Nas turned it into a country type song that what he did with the lyrics and his vocals would constitute his country and the song's packaging and promotion, which is outside factors, but I'm getting to the song here. The Old Town Road may sonically qualify as trap, but it also contains subtle elements of country music. So Young Keo, the producer, sampled Nine Inch Hills, 34 Ghosts IV, which is a dark ambient rock and country song. The sampled portion of that particular instrument is driven by the chords of banjos, which ultimately enhances Little Nas. Um, Nas X's lyrical intent and vocal delivery. The banjo has historically been an in- integral part of the traditional country American music. Mm. The literal construction and sound of the banjo was a byproduct of what enslaved Africans carried over that would later become a main instrumental component to both folk and country music. Mm. So this writer did an, a follow-up piece for OK Player. His name I'm going to get to now is Deshaun Smith, a pop culture writer who is vested in the country and is based in New York City. What was the name of the article? um, It is called, the name of the article, sorry guys, is called, is Little Nas X Old Town Road Hip Hop or Country? The answer is both. So to link to your answer, it has elements of hip hop, it has elements of country in it, and obviously trap the new genre as well, um, on the peripheries of some of its sonics as well. So in my opinion, I think that Billboard would be in doubly as picky. They were paying extra close attention to what was coming up to the top of the chart, saw that this was a 19 year old, saw that he probably did trap, 
and saw that he was black saw that he was black and probably made that intentional decision because as Chopin said there's many examples in hip hop there's many examples in pop there's many examples in rock where um, songs that don't conventionally fit in to and that R&B, genre and R&B, R&B sorry R&B, R&B, R&B in your example with um, Brandy as well um, there's many of the billboard subgenres um, that they use that have crossover and I've heard it in years Chopin's heard it in years probably Eden's heard it in mm. years too we've sat there and thought R&B chart rap chart not really sounding like the song it's not even about a race thing because there are some artists who are white who do rap well okay um, and there's some um, white R&B singers that these two listen to who they've paid credit to along the way so it's not a racial thing Ours is if you're going to do Sonics for this, you need to be consistent. There's not a consistent exactly. thread of Billboard picking out songs from multiple genres. There may be some small examples throughout history, but it's not consistent enough for you to come categorize this as a non-country song in 2019. I have not heard any other examples. Maybe they weren't popularized in media, but from 2019 so far, I haven't heard of any examples of songs that were doing so well on other charts, on hip hop, R&B, rap, whatever charts, Billboard subsidiaries that haven't been scrutinized i have not heard of any examples mm-hmm. except for this one mm-hmm. and in fact i forgot the artist but someone else another black artist was actually um last year um counted off of another chart as well so this seems like a very deliberate thing where black people are being experimental and trying to reclaim other genres which actually have traditional components in there um like the banjo for example taken over from africa um the african continent that is um it seems like a very deliberate attempt to stop the creativity of black people intruding on um, conventionally now, conventionally in this time, white genres, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a very intentional, deliberate mm-hmm. attack. And the fact that you can't clarify to me in depth, Billboard, the reasons why you did not, you um, took this song off, word by word, example by example, uh, lets me know that you as the expert, because you are the people who create these charts and monitor them, you, it shows to me that there's no legitimate reason, in my opinion. There's no legitimate reason. And I think the only reason why people are discussing races is because country in general has always been represented as like being the hegemonic middle class American. Like that's white, that's peak white mm. music, especially today. Yes. Definitely. Whereas like I feel like it's been documented that rock and roll was created by black people country music not as much if you do research yes there is but i feel like it's more common knowledge that rock and roll was created by black people than country music is i feel like country music generally is still seen as as a white only thing and obviously it has it's you know what's what i'm looking for it's um connotations of you know racism and the kkk Mm -hmm. and rednecks and stuff like that you know these are like very racialized um, factors when you think of the country industry definitely and even examples like as recent years that we all saw it when Beyonce performed Daddy Lessons oh, with the Dixie Chicks everyone in the audience was mad as hell even though that's a legitimate country song but because she's a black woman heavy scrutiny heavy, heavy scrutiny. visibility and then she even submitted that song to be nominated for a country award remember that and it didn't make it but ironically Don't Know Yourself which is like a rock song that made the nominations for that year. So it just shows that... So I, so like I said, in this scenario, I don't necessarily say it's race, but I just think that in general, country's industry has a very racialized and discriminatory history. Mm. But like I said, I do actually believe it's not... I don't, in this case, I'm not mad at it because it's not really a country song. Mm. It's country elements, yes, but I would say it's more of a trap song. 
But like I said, if you can do that, keep the same energy with your other chart. And also, Juice Worlds, that's the other artist who's a black artist as well, was omitted from the rock charts, even though he has elements of punk in his um, mm-hmm. in his songs. And that's mm-hmm. very known. That is very known. Him and XXX are very known to play in those mm-hmm. dabble in those genres as well. So this seems very. Mm, there's something going on with Billboard here with crossover artists um, of, of certain hues. So um, do you know what? Let's keep it posted. But um, Billboard, keep that same energy. Post Malone, certain songs of yours should not be on the rap charts. There are some rap songs that you've done. I'm going to give you that. But there are some songs that should not be on the rap charts, in my opinion. If mm-hmm. you're going to keep this same rule of if it's too crossovery, it won't, it, you know. Um, but yeah, we all know who people are in control. We know the people in control of Billboard. So we all know what's going on. But yes, that is the end of the new segment. Um, anything you guys want to plug this week? Anything's going on? No. No. The app? No, not yet. Not yet? Not yet. Gearing up. So we will have an update on the app um, soon. But yes, thank you for listening in, guys. Um, it's been a great show. Uh, great topics. Again, we're going to make the plea. If you love the show on iTunes, please rate it. We're trying to get to a target here for the end of the season. Um, and we know enough you listen to rate. So please rate if you're if you're feeding the content and if you're enjoying. Oh, also, I just wanted to say we hosted a competition recently um, for Neo. So it was to give away a ticket to go see Neo perform. We will be doing, well, hopefully we will be doing, if we get the right partnership, more giveaways like that or giveaways in general or more competitions just in general. Um, Just to say thank you to you guys for helping us out with the season or the, the show in general. And yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys. Hope you enjoy the rest of your weeks. And yeah, peace. Take it easy. Same song.